I cannot wait. We got a little taste of that last night. Sounds great. As Evans around the left side, sheds one tackle, makes another miss, and scores. Hello, Zach Evans. Rebels in front. Hello, Zach Evans, and hello to all of my listeners. Welcome back to the Dynasty Zoltan podcast. I am here for another prospect preview and very excited to talk about one of the more controversial players in the draft, Zach Evans. And I could not be more excited to be joined by Dave Heilman at Dynasty Dorks on Twitter. Really pumped to have you here. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Really excited to talk Zach Evans. He's a guy who the first time I watched him play was before I had done any B. John Robinson film. And I was like, damn, this guy might be my RB1. Absolutely loved him. Um, after diving in a bit more, not quite that high on him anymore, but he, he's still a player that I really like. So I'm, I'm excited to dive into him. Let's start off a little bit with his background. He's had kind of a circuitous route in the NCAA. He's never really had that full bell cow role. Do you want to talk a little bit about his kind of journey in college? Yeah, I mean, he's a five-star recruit, originally committed to Georgia. Um, Then he ended up going to TCU, kind of split some work there. They have Kendra Miller. um, And then he decided to go to Ole Miss. And at Ole Miss, they expected him to be the lead back. And then they have Jenkins. And so um, he exploded onto the scene. And so Evans kind of split the backfield again. He's never eclipsed a thousand yards and he has a very low carry count. So that is, you know, obviously when we get to the positives and negatives of things, when you look at his stats, they're not going to be as exciting as some of the other players because he just did not have the backfield to himself and did not have a lot of touches in either situation. Yeah, absolutely. And it it was a weird path because everyone was super excited for Evans when he transferred to Ole Miss. Getting out of that kind of weird TCU offense, it was obviously TCU had a great 2022, but a little bit weird before then. Evans was really prolific, right? He didn't get the ball all the time, but he averaged over seven yards a carry at TCU. Um, wasn't huge in the receiving game, but was getting, you know, one or so catch a game. Again, not that impressive, but he was really efficient running the football, showed off a lot of his skills, especially his elusiveness, his speed, uh, 97th percentile yards after contact per attempt. Zach Evans was really prolific on a per play basis. Do you have any idea why he didn't get the full workload? Do you think it was just Quinshawn Judkins showed up at Ole Miss and what are you going to do? Well, um, basically what, what I'm seeing from the scouts perspective is that there, you know, he was off the field on third downs quite a bit. And yeah. so part of that is a little bit of pass protection. Part of that was a little bit of, of his hands. Um, he had only 35 targets and he, he dropped five of them, yeah. um, 35 catchable targets. And so he dropped five of them. So that's a huge drop rate. That is a big concern, especially if you're talking fantasy football, um, your, your targets or your receptions are weighted kind of two and a half times what a carry is worth. And so if a guy's getting 15 touches and 14 of them are carries, that's not as good as a guy getting 10 carries and five, you know, five, five receptions. 
Uh, when you compare him to some of the other backs in this class, he really just doesn't have the same receiving workload. You look at the receiving specialists like Gibbs and Atchain. You look at even a guy like Charbonnet got 36 catches his last season. Even a Kando was getting 20-plus catches. And Zach Evans just didn't have that. And a lot of it was due to his hands. I mean, five drops on 35 catchable targets, especially for a running back when most of those targets are pretty simple dump-offs. That's something where you're just not going to succeed. And he only had a sick, he had a reception percentage below 70% in college, which is really bad for a running back. That's why when you look at some of his numbers, like he's in the 91st percentile in targets per route run, that's just showing how few routes he ran because he didn't deserve to run them. Like you said, he was being taken off the field a lot on third down. Do you think he has the ability to overcome that? Or are we looking at a pure two down bruiser in the Damian Harris, Khalil Herbert mold. Yeah. I mean, you'd like to see him be able to do it before you can project him doing it. Um, But you know, with the, with college football, what is difficult is there's so many different offenses. And so you have a lot of offenses. Like when you talk to other about other running backs is, you know, like Ken Walker, can he catch, can he do those things? Yes. But he just wasn't asked to do that in Michigan state. Um, Dwayne McBride, who's somebody you probably will have, you know, a profile on. He didn't catch the ball. I asked Dwayne McBride at the combine, Hey Dwayne, is there, is there a piece of your game that people need to know about? And he said, yeah, I can catch. And I said, well, how, why didn't we see that in college? And he said, well, I was running for 170 yards a game. So they didn't yeah. really have to do that that much. Um, and like the offense just didn't work that way. Um, and so like in, in this in the instance where like Kendra Miller, he did get more receptions than Zach Evans. So that is something where Miller was on the field more on third downs than Evans and the same thing over at Ole Miss. Yeah. But even looking at kind of the other person that he was battling with. So Kendra Miller in 2020 and 2011 and Judkins in 2022, those three seasons, they only combined for 28 receptions. Well, Zach Evans in those three seasons had actually more receptions, right? He, oh, he did. Okay. He, yeah, so it's it's interesting to compare, right? Zach Evans finished his career with 30 catches and his co-timeshare buddies in those systems only finished with 28. Now, Kendra Miller and Judkins aren't these huge receiving threats either, but it does show that maybe it was the offensive system playing into why uh, Evans wasn't a really prolific receiver. Because when I look at some of his skill set, and, and I think we can get a little bit more into some of his strengths that you noticed on film, I see no reason, uh, like hands to me, uh, I view running backs in three categories, right? There's the running backs who are so good receiving the football, that's they're going to be used as a mismatch there. And they have the upside of 70 plus receptions a year. You have the running backs who are good enough receiving the ball that if they are good enough rusher, they can stay on the field and they could be good after the catch. So that's your Josh Jacobs getting 50, 60 catches, those types of players. And then you have, as I said earlier, your Damian Harris, who if you throw him the ball, he'll drop it. Don't even try. So to me, it's interesting. I think Evans is a good enough runner to fall into that second category. What did you think of him running the football? No, I agree completely. Um, He's not going to be a guy that goes out and is lined out in the slot or do those kind of things, but he can handle dump offs. He can do screens, those, those kind of things. And so a lot of your, you know, fantasy running backs that get 35 to 40 receptions, that's how they get them. You know, your Joe Mixon types. Joe Mixon isn't doing a lot of the things that, that Christian McCaffrey or Austin Eckler are doing. And 
you don't, you don't ask him to do that. You know, like creating separation and running routes is not a, a natural thing to do. And just because you're an athlete doesn't mean you can do it. And so um, with Evans, I think if he's in that role and he's getting those that kind of those kind of touches closer to the line of scrimmage, I think you'd see less problems with the drops and things like that too. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Derrick Henry is the best example, right? Everyone said he couldn't catch. He had fewer than 20 receptions each of his first six years in the NFL. And then he had 33 catches last year. And 33 catches, it's not impressive. It's not going to make your season. But adding, that's two catches a game. Adding that floor really does help for a player. And Zach Evans, I think, is a talented enough runner. He hasn't shown it with a bell cow role. But when he's gotten his touches, he's shown he's a talented enough runner to hopefully command more touches in the NFL, which I know is rare, but it has happened in the past. So let's break down some of Evan's game. What would you say running the football does he do best? Yeah, he's one of the best pure rushers in this class. His fluid movement, uh, he's got good balance when he's when he's in the middle of the field and he's making cuts. You don't see a lot of, you know, when people have to slow down or, or lose their speed. He really is really fluid in and out of his breaks. And then as far as, you know, he initiates contact. He, he, he definitely has a stronger upper half, more of a basketball build, and he needs to get some more strength in his lower half. But he's got a nasty stiff arm. And I like how, like how his ability to, to run in between the gaps, PFF breaks, breaks them down. How do, they, how do they do outside and inside? Inside, like straight up, you know, in the A gap, not, not as good. Um, but he can go, you know, between the guards and the tackles, and he can break it outside. All he's done that very balanced in his career. He is getting to the outside is where he excels, and you know he's a zone scheme kind of a runner. Um, and, and once he hits the gap, he can go. He had forty eight point three percent of his carries resulted in fifteen plus yard gains, and then he had ten. Uh, he had thirty two rushes of ten plus yards, which was. 22nd in the country, but he had 40 less carries than anybody else in that list. Wow. And so this is a guy that was a big play, hyper-efficient runner. And so you, you, you had, I, I, I wrote down the, uh, the yards. Yeah. He had 144 carries, but he had 930 yards out of those 144 carries with nine yeah. touchdowns added 12 receptions and 119 yards. So this is a hyper-efficient player. Looks like he's a very good athlete and he doesn't have necessarily the, the 40 yard dash that you're looking for. But as far as that hitting that second gear and running away from people, he can do that. And it's very, very easy to see on tape. Yeah. And, and you talked about that explosive run rate, right? Most of his yard, most of his runs are going to, or a lot of his runs are going to go for 10 plus yards. He is in the 98th percentile in explosive run rate in my database. Again, that's percentage of carries that are 10 plus yards. That's how you end up averaging seven yards a carry. Some of my favorite running backs in the NFL right now are at the top of that list. Javante Williams is the 99th percentile. Ramondre Stevenson is the 97th percentile. These are guys that don't have Zach Evans' long speed, but similar to Evans, they have great processing. They have really good burst in terms of hitting the hole, and they have the contact balance. I mentioned earlier, 97th percentile in yards after contact per attempt, and you mentioned it as well. He has excellent balance, and his ability to really be more powerful than a guy his size should be, a lot of that is due to the angles that he hits players. I really like the angles that he takes on his runs. Um He's just really skilled at kind of 
finding the right lanes and uh, being able to hide his legs when the linebackers are approaching him, being able to change his speeds. He's not necessarily going to make people absolutely miss, but he's going to make people only get a little bit of him so he can stay on his feet. 88th percentile in elusive rating, according to PFF, just a very skilled runner of the football. Now, you mentioned a little bit about his vision, and I know that's something that scouts have very different takes on. What what did you hear either at the combine about his vision or what did you see on film about his vision and processing ability? Yeah. So I did get to participate in the media session at the combine. I get to speak with Zach Evans myself and, and talk to some people in, in the media around, uh, you know, around him. And you know, this is inconsistent views. Um, and, and one of the things really was part vision, part patience. Yeah. And so um, it wasn't, always necessarily the vision was the issue, but he just wasn't patient enough. And especially with those inside runs where he just ran into the back of his lineman and did not wait. I don't necessarily think it was a Trent Richardson kind of thing where he's just like going to try to run through the line yeah. on purpose, but it was more of a, he just wasn't patient enough. Um, but there, there are some inconsistencies with his, his vision and his patience behind the line. And you see some of those, you know, he had a lot of 15, 20-yard gains, and he also had a lot of one, two-yard gains because of that. And so you'd like to see that cleaned up. You know, you don't want to see any negative plays. You don't want to see, you know, plays that result in less than three yards. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought that was very well said. He he was terrible when there were any linemen pulling, right? If he had a pulling guard, he was, like you said, going to run up the ass of that lineman, not give time to read the leverage at the second level. That's just not Zach Evans's game. And it's something that can improve, but I have some question marks over whether it will improve exactly. Um, but like you, I agree. I think his vision was good. It was just his early processing. I thought he was awful at identifying the fronts of the defense. There's a lot more identification that occurs in football than most people think for non-quarterbacks, right? As a running back, you need to know, you need to predict what type of defense the defense is playing, especially in the front seven, to be able to anticipate where the cutback lanes might be. And when he took his time, he was able to process that. He was able to hit the cutback lane. I mean, his burst is incredible. When he gets his foot in the ground, when he knows where he wants to go, he can get there immediately. But at times, he was just not good at dealing with this interior pressure, dealing with some mix-up in the line, and actually finding a hole. Um, definitely something that that I think he can improve on, especially like you said, running up the middle. He had very little experience running from under center. Most of his plays were in the shotgun. I, I think that's something he might also struggle adjusting to in the NFL. Yeah. And that's, that's a good point. And, and then to add to his, his uh, kind of the questions would be his size. He came in pretty light at the combine. And so, you know, this is a class with a bunch of smaller backs and, it'd be nice to see a couple backs over the 220 mark and, and Evans came, you know, he's played around, you know, played around 215 is what was reported. And then he comes to the combine he's a little bit shorter and he's lighter. Yeah. And you look at that and say 207 pounds. I didn't see a 207 pound back when he was, he was out there and then he didn't run a 40, you know, so at the combine. So it was like, why, why did he drop so much weight? And right. uh, you know, but I, I think people that are new to Zach Evans, we'll see that 207 pounds and, and, and he's much bigger than that. And he's got a pretty big frame that I think he could, you know, put on some more weight in the NFL if, you know, with the right workout routine. Yeah, I, I agree. I, 
the the 207 just really perplexes me. He plays as a much bigger player than that. I mean, you tell me he's eight pounds bigger than Jameer Gibbs. That just doesn't make sense when you watch them play because Zach Evans can push a pile and he can run over guys in open field. That That's actually something I had as a weakness of his was that in the second level, sometimes he just punishes players instead of being a little more creative and trying to make a miss. Yeah, like he's, he's got some plays that, you know, like – you know, like just pop on his highlights and just just watch him attack defense. Like he does not go out of bounds. Like there's a couple no. of plays where like he should have went out of bounds, and he just punishes the defender for you know making the decision to try to tackle him. And then not only does he break the tackle or hurt the defender, he actually turns a couple of those plays into big gains. Yeah. And so, um, of course, you know highlights are highlights. You got to mix in the lowlights too. But seeing what he can do as far as that shows, you know, he is a powerful runner, um, especially against smaller DBs. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's that's how he really makes big plays in space is he's able to change his speeds just enough to make a DB only get, you know, one hand on him or swipe at the legs. And he's physical enough. He has the decent stiff arm on him that he's able to break those tackles and, and create those huge plays that we were referring to earlier. Um, where Zach Evans, I think struggles a little bit in my opinion. And I'm wondering what you thought here was just his lateral agility and straight up elusiveness. He's not going to be a guy who's juking people out of their shoes, either in the secondary or in the hole. Um, he's more a guy who's going to get by with his physicality and his contact balance. Um, I don't think he's the most agile player, which to me, combine that with some of his drops and I'm worried a little bit about whether he's ever going to be a receiver because when you get the ball as a receiver in the flat your number one job is to make that first guy miss and once you make that first guy miss I'm confident that Evans can make the most of it but I don't know if he has the lateral agility to do that either in the receiving game or in the hole especially running from uh, under center yeah his you know short area quickness is not his strength like he's more of you know kind of Leaves him a little while to excel. Um, yeah. But as far as, you know, as far as the, you know, overall s- speed, as long as, as long as he's able to get people in space, I mean, you saw it with the force missed tackles and, and things like that. Like it, it, I think, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. Ultimately I think so too. He He's a guy that I see. I'd be very surprised if he's not, good to great running the football. Um, And and I think we can get into some of the player comps now. Top of my list, I have J.K. Dobbins. I saw a lot of similarities between Dobbins, even coming down to the receiving game. I think Dobbins has that little extra bit to him as far as his lateral agility, while Evans might be a little bit stronger. But they got that same ability to burst, to make uh, linebackers particularly miss. And, you know, J.K. Dobbins obviously has been one of the most efficient runners in the NFL when he's been healthy. The other guy kind of similar as well that I comp him to is Miles Sanders. Um, We saw Miles Sanders had a 50 catch season his rookie year and that hasn't gotten close to that ever since, but has been a very efficient runner, breaking a lot of big plays. He did the same at Penn State. Um, Those are two guys that come to mind when I see Zach Evans play. What about you? Yeah, and and so mine is actually the same as Lance Zerline. Um, I have Melvin Gordon, and I looked up what what Lance Zerline has, and it's the same thing. And a lot of it, again, is that running style. It's, uh, you know, one cut and go um, in that long acceleration. Um, and, and Melvin Gordon also has similar body type where almost, a, you know, almost a, 
let's say a basketball body type, but little smaller on the, on the, the calves and bigger yeah. on the shoulders. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great call. And people got to remember, this is the, this is the 2017 Melvin Gordon, not the 2023 Melvin Gordon we're talking about. He was similar in that way that you're talking about his body. He he's always been a powerful runner. He could basically run through tackles, but he didn't have a lot of that, you know, pure girth to him. Um, but he had the balance in combination with the strength to be able to still be an effective runner through the tackles. Um, Gordon obviously added that receiving game. And like we were talking about earlier, the Gordon receiving game, it wasn't running complicated routes downfield. It was catching dump offs and being a good enough runner to make the most of it. So I think that's definitely a fair comp for Evans as well. Yeah, what P- um, PFFs, uh, their comps for almost everybody is uh, they, they don't like anybody to, to shard choice um, is the player comp, but uh, um, Zach Charbonnet is Chris Ivory. Uh, and then Sean Tucker is uh, Jonathan Taylor. So the PFF comps were very interesting um, to look at. Yeah. I, I like PFFs data. I don't necessarily love their interpretation of that data. So I'm going to, I'm going to more or less ignore those comps, especially the Sean Tucker, Jonathan Taylor one. That's uh that's about as bad they come. The, the other one that I had, the other two I had written down were Rashad Penny and Elijah Mitchell, um, similar type of one cut athlete players. And, and that brings me to let, let's talk about where could be some good landing spots for Zach Evans. I think an offense like SF, like Miami, where they're really creating those wide running lanes um, and taking advantage of Zach Evans speed, as well as his ability to make just that one guy miss on the angle. Um, those are two places that I would absolutely love to see him land. Right now, Zach Evans is being mocked really as like a round three, four borderline guy. Um, there's some concerns he could slip to day three, in which case, you know, his dynasty value is going to sink like a rock, but I'm still hopeful he goes day two, maybe end of day two. And if he gets a good landing spot, he could be a, a valuable player. Where, where do you, where do you think Zach Evans might land and what teams do you see as a good fit? Yeah, I, I like that. You talked about the zone scheme running, um, being able to, to be able to get him out on the edges, get him out in space. Um, you know, and everyone, you know, they kind of the old school thinking is that people need to have 25 to 30 carries to be like a good fantasy football running back. No, again, it's, it's got to diversify the portfolio, get as many of those targets and receptions in there as possible, but 15, Fifteen touches. You know, Ramondre Stevenson had fifteen touches last year. He had almost two hundred and seventy overall touches for the year. That's plenty enough to be an RB one. And yeah. so, um, I, I spoke with him at the combine. I asked him, "What teams have you met with?" And he told me he met with eighteen teams uh, by the time that I spoke with him, which was Friday uh, of the combine. And the teams that he mentioned, he had formal interviews with, were the Patriots the Minnesota Vikings, the Miami Dolphins, and the Houston Texans. Um, Houston Texans were very popular as far as looking for running backs. So I think Damian Pierce is going to get a, a running mate. Um, the Miami Dolphins, as well as the Philadelphia Eagles and the Saints were also, and the Bengals were also very popular. And so I think the Minnesota would be very, very cool to see him. Yeah. Be maybe a successor over there for, um, you know, for Dalvin Cook. But I do like him in Miami. Um, and I think that would be the ideal spot for any of these running backs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing that I wanted to talk to you about, cause you had the opportunity to, to talk to Zach Evans in person. I've, uh, I tend to stay with 
you know, the film and the analytics, right? Those are the two data points. And then of course, draft capital. And that's where player personality, work ethic, stuff like that comes in usually from draft capital because teams have a lot more information on these guys than we do. You got the opportunity to talk with him. There's been some rumors that Zach Evans didn't want the full workload. And maybe that's why he transferred um, that he maybe lacks a little bit of competitiveness. Um, sometimes when I see some concentration drops from a running back, I worry that that's, you know, lack of a little bit of work ethic. Um, he had fumble issues as well. There's just a few kind of orange flags that lead me to think that Evans might not be able to make the most out of his ability. When you talk to him, what kind of sense did you get about kind of the, the less quantitative things? Yeah. I mean, we, we all, we all were there asking him d- different questions uh, nothing specific to this really came up. Um, but when it came down to it, uh, you know, what we saw was a guy that, you know, he was, was eager to talk to everybody. He, he was very prepared for all the questions and um, you know, there didn't seem to be any, you know, any real, real negatives that came off of his media session. Um, but I didn't, no one really drilled him hard on anything like that. Um, during the session that I was, I was there for. Makes sense. And that's, that's more of a thing that a a team can get into in more of a private, private session, which is why, you know, draft capital is important for every player. It's especially important for running backs. And I think it's especially important for a guy like Zach Evans, because if he falls to the fourth round, fifth round, he's going to go way down my board. But if someone takes a shot on him at pick 75, I'm going to be very, very interested. Yeah, anyone that's new to Dynasty, if you're looking to evaluate, you know, running backs or any other position, draft capital should weigh twice as much as everything yeah. else because that tells you what the team thinks about him. If the team takes a running back in the second round or a running back in the fifth round, it tells you about how much how valuable they they thought that player was. They're not going to give the same amount of, of touches and opportunities to the fifth rounder as they are the second rounder. And and in most situations, there are fifth rounders that have success, but you know, for all of those reasons laid out on top of possibly talent and other things, there's a higher success rate. Day two guys have just have a higher hit rate than day three guys. And just to go back to your point about how everyone's kind of all over the place on him. So I wrote down what everyone, you know, has, we're, we're different sites have Zach Evans. So PFF has him at RB 11. They have a 77.3 grade and, and look all of, all of their grades. If you have them up, they did not like Zach Evans yeah. like performance wise. He was way worse than RB 11. Um, and then you look at the uh, NFL draft buzz. They had Zach Evans as RB nine. And then you look at next gen stats, RB three. And so I have him as RB five in my, my current dynasty rankings. He's kind of caught in the middle because some of the guys that, you know, some of these little guys like Devin a chain and, and Deuce Vaughn and things like that. Like don't really know what to, what, what to do with them. Like, I think they're going to be better NFL players and fantasy football players, yeah. but um, I got him at five. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty fair place for him. I mean, I, I have my board. That's a combination of my film and the quantitative numbers that I run that combined model would put him at the seventh RB in my class, but in my film ranks, he's number four. Um, he's a 79th percentile prospect on film to me, even though he's only 46th percentile in terms of the numbers. 
a lot of those numbers were due to the fact he never had that bell cow role. He never had, you know, a massive season. But if you look at his rate statistics, they're all quite high as well, which is why, you know, as I mentioned, draft capital is going to be huge for him. I have a range essentially after I get to my first three running backs, there are so many players who could hit my RB four. Atchain could do it. Even a guy like Izzy Abanacanda could do it. Sean Tucker, Zach Evans, all these guys, if they get the draft capital, could easily boost up to the to the RB four range. Um, right now, I think Zach Evans is probably a one to two turn pick. But if he falls to the fourth round of drafts, I, I assume he'll go in the mid late second on super flex drafts. Where do you currently slate him uh, as far as your overall rookie board? Yeah, we've, we've been doing a lot of mock drafts. We've been dra- mock drafting from every spot, 1 through 12. And so we've seen the ADP turn a little bit from last week to this week. And so this week, Zach Evans was an early second-round pick. Okay. That's and that's not bad. That's actually, you know, you probably have a believer in there because that's probably the RB4, RB5 off the board. Yep, and that's about 10 drafts and, and average. He was, he was probably around 203, 202. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. As far as my overall positional rankings, again, it's really going to change a lot, but I'll probably have the rookie RB4 and RB5 somewhere in the high teens, you know, around the Dalvin Cook, Rashad White range, again, depending on landing spots. But if a guy like Zach Evans goes to, let's say, Miami in the middle of round three, he could be as high as the rb 15 or 16 in dynasty up there with, you know, JK Dobbins and Nick Chubb, if he's really going to have, you know, a big role in a great offense. But for now, if you're drafting players and not, you know, draft picks, I think you have to be a little bit lower on him just because there's, there's danger. He could go to, if he was drafted at the end of round five, I would not be surprised. I'd be disappointed, but I wouldn't be that surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's a loaded class and I think that's going to hurt all of their draft capital because yeah. you can just wait and wait and wait. You got four guys with similar grades and you're like, all right, no one's going to take a running back for this, this end of this round. We'll wait till next round. So you have to factor that in a little bit with this deep class. But like you said, there's a huge difference between end of day, th- end of round three and end of or, or middle of day three. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, another back that we're going to talk about a little later, Eric Gray, he's in, you know, a similar position where if, you know, I prefer Evans as a prospect, but if Gray gets drafted, you know, 50 picks above him, you got to adjust to what the NFL thinks. Like what you said earlier, draft capital is the biggest indicator, especially at running back. Yeah. In comparison, PFF has Eric Gray as 90.6 instead of the 77.3 for Evans. So wow. as far as the grading perspective, he graded out way higher. But as far as their consensus rankings, Eric Gray's 14, Evans is 11. Yeah, I get that. And, you know, we'll get into Eric Gray a little bit more later, but I, I have him lower. I mean, he does not grade great from a quantitative perspective, but we'll save that for the next podcast. Uh, for now, I think that's the it. That's the end of the Zach Evans podcast. Hopefully all you got a very good picture of what is a very polarizing prospect, getting you ready for your rookie draft season with all of these prospect previews, probably going to be releasing one a day up until the NFL draft. Uh, really good stuff going on here at the podcast. Uh, Dave, I'd like to thank you again for joining the show. As I mentioned, you'll be back with at least one more prospect preview later. Uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find all of your work? All right, you can find me on Twitter or on TikTok at Dynasty Dorks. 
And then you find all my work at sportsgamblingpodcast.com or SGPN Fantasy on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, make sure to check out uh, all of the work that Dave is doing. One of the best ways to support this podcast is to support our guests as well. Uh, Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back tomorrow with another Prospect Preview.